In the introductory episode of the Strange Creator podcast, I talked about how a bizarrely located roadside freak show ignited my fascination with strange attractions and their respective creators. Because of this, I feel like a proper episode about this place is due. So, without further ado, let's talk about The Thing. Hello, and welcome to the Strange Creator Podcast. I'm your host, M. Leonard. Imagine yourself driving along Interstate 10 surrounded by desert somewhere between Tucson, Arizona and Las Cruces, New Mexico. You see a large billboard that looks like it's a leftover from the 1950s advertising an old sci-fi B-movie. But then you pass the next billboard and discover this old sci-fi movie is actually a place. And after the next one, you realize this is a place you can physically visit and tour. And it's coming up in a few short miles. By the time you've seen the fifth billboard, hopefully by now you've been convinced to stop and check this place out. Or you could just keep driving. These billboards were carefully placed bets, if you will, in hopes you'd either one, take the exit and see what the fuss is about, or two, keep driving, and then tell someone about it, so maybe that person might stop if they're ever traversing the desert on Interstate 10. This was the bet that Thomas Binkley Prince laid out on the table for those family wagon travelers, for them to stop and view the thing, and maybe buy a t-shirt. I was about 10 years old, the one and only time I experienced the thing. And like the majority of people who've taken the museum tour, I was on a family road trip. There are naturally occurring adventures that accompany family road trips. From stops at questionable rest areas, shady gas stations, or never heard of diners, I always saw this as a peek into the real world and the different types of people that live here among us. The Thing is an extension of this, an added bonus, if you will. On top of it being located in middle-of-nowhere America and is basically a gas station, there's a chance to further explore the mysteries of our world. And with that comes a sense of danger. I guess this sense of dangerous adventure lives somewhere in all of us, and places like The Thing capitalize on it. There were a few moments that stand out in my recollections of touring the connected sheds. First was the actual entrance to the tour, an old beat up door tucked away in the back, embedded in fake river rock, making it look like you're entering a cave or an old gold mine. 
Next, the yellow painted footsteps guiding you into each large utility shed that housed the exhibits. I also remember the Rolls Royce that was claimed to be once owned by Hitler. There was actually a mannequin of him inside the car which has since been removed. There was a set of wooden teeth, an old White House cookbook, and then finally, the big tamale, the thing. Which brings me to the creator and focus of this episode, Thomas Binkley Prince. But before we do that, we need to go a little deeper and bring the attention to someone for whom, if it were not for, the thing could not exist, literally. And that person is Homer Tate. Homer Tate is a craftsman of sorts, creating his work with careful detail, infusing organic materials with, of all things, paper mache. He specialized in making curiosities, using real animal bones and hides that he'd searched the desert for, human hair that he'd resourced from local barbershops, and then infusing them with his clever use of paper mache. The results were morbidly curious oddities, ranging from shrunken heads to wolf people to mummified things that he referred to as artifacts. In the roadside curiosity explosion in the late 40s and early 50s, Homer Tate's creations became in demand. Especially curiosities like man-beast crossovers or shrunken heads. Homer Tate's creations were particularly appealing because they were not real as in they were not a two-headed monkey or some kind of human remains sealed in a jar of rotting yellow formaldehyde, which were popular attraction pieces of the day. No, they were essentially works of art that had a strange realism about them. And because they weren't real, could easily be carried across state and county lines without the worry of those annoying laws about the transporting of human remains. Homer Tate was born in Texas in the mid-1800s and during the course of his life would end up in Arizona. Through the years, Homer Tate wore different hats. He was a miner, a farmer, and even a sheriff at one time before eventually becoming the manager of a motel and gas station. Sometime, however, in the 1940s, Homer began to create his artifacts. This was a strange profession to suddenly start and it still remains unclear as to why exactly. Whatever the reason, there was a compelling purpose behind it all. Every artifact Homer Tate created had a story behind it. One of the most popular being the Wolf Boy, found in a cave in South Peru, along with a dozen or so mummies. The popularity of Homer Tate's artifacts grew to the point where he was able to open up Tate's Curiosity Shop in Phoenix, Arizona. In the late 1950s, Homer had a run-in with the law and was jailed for a somewhat lengthy period of time, during which the majority of his artifacts were sold off by his very religious family. What wasn't sold off was thrown away, putting an end to Homer's new passion and also his entire artifact collection. 
He passed away in 1975 at the age of 90. Oftentimes, the best things happen when two worlds collide. Right around the time Homer Tate opened up his shop of curiosities, a burned-out lawyer named Thomas Binkley Prince decided it was time to leave practicing law behind and enter the world of roadside gaffes. Like Homer Tate, little is known why Thomas Prince suddenly shifted his interests and profession into oddities. Nevertheless, once relocating his family into the Mojave Desert of Southern California, he would open his first roadside attraction and feature its guest of honor, The Thing. After a highway expansion forced him to move, the Prince family ended up in what is now Benson, Arizona, home to The Thing attraction as we know it today. It's long been suspected that Thomas Prince, upon hunting for items to display in his roadside attraction, came across Homer Tate and his strange artifacts. One such artifact, which Prince purchased for a reported $50, was The Thing, a mummified being, if you will, that resembled someone of Native American origin. It was decided then and there that this Homer Tate creation would be the centerpiece of the entire attraction. And it was, as it continues to be to this day. Thomas Binkley Prince opened his new The Thing attraction in 1965, which is now Exit 322 off Interstate 10. He was the mastermind behind its look and feel, from the now infamous blue and yellow billboards, right down to the logo, which resembles a B-movie that could have been directed by the equally tenacious Ed Wood. Thomas Prince was completely hands-on, erecting the billboards himself, sourcing the odd items on display and sold in the gift shop. He was even rumored to park cars taken from a junkyard in front of the attraction, hoping to convince motorists that this is the place to stop. The Prince family actually lived in a trailer directly behind the attraction. For all intents and purposes, Thomas Prince was all in. However, four short years later, in 1969, Thomas Binkley Prince would pass, leaving his attraction in the hands of his wife, Janet. She would see the attraction through until eventually selling it to the Bolin Travel Centers, which runs and operates the thing to this day. Although it's a much different experience now, with the modern museum feel showcasing a dinosaurs versus aliens theme, it still manages to keep intact the B-movie theme of Thomas Prince's original vision. I find it fascinating that these two individuals, Homer Tate and Thomas Prince, both began new passions in the latter part of their lives, about oddities and sideshow gaffes no less, and how their paths cross to create one of the most amazingly strange roadside attractions ever. It's difficult to say just how many people have toured the thing throughout these years and what type of impact it's had. For this curious 10-year-old with an overactive imagination, it was wondrous. Hopefully one day, this place will get the attention it deserves and become an official historical monument. After all, it could be housing one of the few and rare intact Homer Tate creations.
I've obviously carried this experience with me, even to this day, and it's what began my fascination with strange and odd attractions. I remember after my visit to The Thing, telling all my friends about it, boasting about the entire adventure that eventually ended in witnessing the mysterious thing at the end. What is it? They'd ask. All this 80s kid could say was that it was creepy, hideous, but at the same time, totally awesome. Just like a B-movie. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Strange Creator. Tune in next week as we continue to explore the world's most amazingly strange attractions. Please feel free to contact us at thestrangecreatorpodcast at gmail.com.